Just want to make sure that we give Michael enough time to stretch before we do episodes. He's indeed the character. Oh, he's, oh yeah, gotta he get is, into my persona. It's it's a uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint, my friend. So we want to make sure he doesn't pull anything, and that's for real. Hand check. Hands. I'm not even touching Whoa. my fidget cube right now. So I that, am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to make sure it's still there. I have difficulties discerning that these days. Are well, you important still to there? Check. <laughs> Hello. Are you there, Margaret? <laughs> It's me. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm also still trying to make sure that I'm alive. I had to have an actual uh, wellness check yesterday. <gasps> Wait, I what? was cornered by an. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> the stone. But oh. uh, I should have passed. I was in bashes collecting these tall cans of glorious sparkling beverages and uh, some peaches, and I was uh, consulting my future wife as to whether or not I needed to get yellow peaches or white peaches. This is very important. And I made eye contact with an older gentleman Uh across the aisle. And as I hung up, he proceeded to do one of the most impressive bits of linguistic acrobatics that I have ever encountered. Now, I'm, I'm a talker. (laughs) <laughs> this motherfucker what? went for 18 and a half minutes without stopping. He didn't even care that I was there. I just happened to be the individual he could speak at. So he he forcibly penetrated my ears, and he just told me about everything. He told me about meeting Rose Mofford, that he's a, a first-generation Italian immigrant who's great wow. at math and then became an accountant. His name is on one of the pillars of, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame at the downtown uh, location for okay. Phoenix. Uh, and yeah, he just raved about everything, how they were closing bashes and how we were losing all semblance of our, our former sophistication and reliability here in this state. And finally, I tried to cut him off because I said, I'm going to have a search party sent out for me if I don't finish my shopping. Uh, it's been really nice chatting with you. And he asked me eight times what my name was. And then every time I would tell him my name, it would start another just vault of verbal diarrhea. And I was like, okay. I get it. You've been, you know, uh, inoculated with a phonograph needle and I can't get you to shut up. And he's like, oh, I have a phonograph. I got the first Beatles record, you know, the one that had the Hey Jude on it. And, you know, George Harrison, he got, uh, you know, LSD put in his coffee when he was in San Francisco down at the hate, you know, Burberry. And uh, I was like, that's Ashbury. I don't care. Anyway, he knows he was there. And, and he God. told the kids they just need to find God. You know, he liked the Hare Krishnas and he did this. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this man will not stop talking. It sounds like almost the literal definition of purgatory. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I I really felt as though this was, you know, Henry Zabrowski in Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, just torturing me in the, the seventh layer. Also, I sent the, the meme over to Michael. Um, the who is phone meme from the last pod page. I thought that mm-hmm. was a nice little uh, we live in a simulation moment. Most certainly. Uh, long crazy. story short, too late to get to the end of this thing. I finally shook him off, <laughs> like tossing cheese to let a rat be distracted. And I got what I needed to to get out of the store. And I'm desperately watching every aisle to make sure I didn't run into him again. Because I was like, he's just going to have a hard reboot and start over. So I get up to the front counter, and I'm thankfully in the opposite lane of him. 
and he's found another elderly gentleman, and the two of them are just, you know, waxing poetic about all of the lost innocence of the, the great state of Arizona, and the poor checker just looks like she's waiting for the sweet release of death. And uh, I was uh, about 30 minutes late getting home and providing the necessary <laughs> means for dinner. And so I had to send Melissa an SOS. I was like, sorry, I was detained by a very chatty Catholic Italian man, and I'm lucky to make it out alive, but I will be home soon. That also sounds like, uh, for uh, what we do in the Shadows fans, uh, it's Colin Robinson. You met oh, Colin yeah, Robinson absolutely. in the wild. A true-to-form energy vampire. Yeah, so I'm not sure I'm going to have any actual discourse I can provide to the show today other than that story, because, yeah, he, he sucked all of the conversation right out of me. So you mean he was a psychic vampire, and that you should have had some psychic vampire repellent? Indeed, or he was a psychic sex worker, and that's where all the suckery <laughs> happened, but I'm not sure. Let's oh. just figure it out in the edit. Well, I hope he had a condom on. Uh-oh. He was wearing a mask, thankfully, but he took it down to talk to me, so... Uh, <laughs> the, picture, those... the picture that you just gave... We know exactly who this person is. He was wearing a cowboy hat. He had three different crucifixes that were hanging of various sizes and lengths. And uh, he had three, I shit you not, he was carrying three straws in his shirt pocket that were just stuffed in there for yeah. no reason. Just in case. I, I don't know. He had to have been a time traveler. I felt like I just got completely lost in a vortex and confronted by a Stephen King character. So what was yeah, the side incredible. quest he gave you then? Um, he was trying to get me to explain what the Thunderbird School of Global Management was, because that was the insignia on my shopping bag, and this is where the conversation kept picking back up. He explained all of his progeny and their progeny who are going to college, and he was very excited about that, and then he doesn't know what these kids learn in college these days, and the teacher made him stand with his nose against the blackboard because he couldn't speak English very well, being a you know an immigrant student, but he was good at the maths. That's why he became an accountant, and then the Mobius Strip began all over again and i swear to god i couldn't get out of there wow yeah so i haven't recovered properly well i'm glad that you have somewhere to tell this tale of <laughs> indeed fear <laughs> thank god for my platform <laughs> yeah you have almost free speech here indeed indeed uh, i'm occasionally incarcerated but uh and speaking of things being occasionally locked up by the eternal Behold. 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 I didn't even know it's, we had an intro yet. <laughs> indeed. It's the Disinformed <laughs> Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. The denouement of the whole story, though, is that as I am at the checkout counter, I turn to the gentleman who was checking me out and the guy who was backing up the groceries, and I said, you have no idea the bullet you dodged by getting me <laughs> instead of him. And they both turned around and looked and just looked at each other and started cracking up. And the, poor, <laughs> the other checker is just looking at them, staring daggers into them. And if looks could kill, uh, we would have needed a, a several oh bouquet God. set up somewhere. Well, since you were at Bash's, you could have bought some. For a great price. Indeed. Yeah. They were right down the, the way from me there, but what I would have all... had to have passed the man again. Oh, what are you yeah, no, a fucking not plug? The what? You plugging for bashes on the show? Yeah, <laughs> like, why not? Well, with our <laughs> They're on the way out, discounts. we might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump on that bag and, bit and bad wagon. Bad that dragon. Wagon. 
the, the, bad, the, the, the bad, bad dragon, dragon. bash a wagon. Ooh. <laughs> it's just a wagon that's falling apart, just covered in uh, dildos. Michael, <laughs> stop what? trying to get people on your three degrees of separation as it relates to bad dragon. It's not going to become business. a thing. Oh, it's never going to catch local. on. I just want to be supported by local businesses like Every oh, person person and bad dragon. It's caught on through no impact of our own. Bad Dragon <laughs> is popular enough without our interceding at all. Oh, well, yeah. I want to jump on that. Okay. So yeah, we know do. Michael's into tentacles. Uh, how about out the rest there, of the folks on the call? <laughs> somewhere out there, Tara Gillespie is just shivering. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, senpai. <laughs> Ooh, well. I've seen enough hentai to know where this is going. Well, and if you don't know where this is going, obviously this is your first round of oh, being God. here with us, and I'm very sorry. But what we typically do on this show is we delve into random esoteric nonsense, and in the course of explaining it to one another and to you, we lie about it occasionally. The joy is is that the co-hosts have to try to determine what is actually factual about what's being imparted to us, and then try to identify lies as they fly. If we don't do that, however, there are no points and no one is scoring, so we're perfectly fine. But the host will, in fact, give you the fibs at the end of the episode so you do not leave disinformed. And so this evening, cunning Courtney has decided to bring us a very debauched tale from what I hear. <gasps> is it more animal sex? It's not more animal sex. I'm out. Sold, or er, <laughs> not sold, unsell. I mean, technically, we didn't have animal sex the last time, because the pandas refused. No, true. they didn't want it. Very no. true. Not even tandem <laughs> panda sex worked. <sighs> Those were Abasha's pandas. <laughs> They're on their way out. Going not out even, of business. Exactly, oh. not even to save their souls. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> but it's sad, it's the only place I can get the long can. Oh. <laughs> Just like that is pandas, the, uh, bashes will soon not be real. That is one of the biggest indications of your age, Shane, is that you go to a specific supermarket because they have, I quote, the long cans. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> firstly, I, I need that blackberry cucumber LaCroix, and you can't They're find wild. it anywhere else. So it's not just exclusive to the can. It's exclusive to the store. Yeah. And well, also, needs it. support local. Indeed. All the yes, way to the Michael. end. Good. <laughs> good dragon. Bad oh, dragon. Oh, who's a good dragon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it purrs now, too. Cool. Oh, man. <laughs> Depends on what you're putting it into. <laughs> True. Sans lubricant, it might get a little wobbly. Guys, oh. you see that Courtney just logged off? Yep. <laughs> so we're improvising we haven't had a loose fit episode in a long time and for good reason and after the bad dragons everything's a loose fit so uh. <laughs> all right i'm out that's the best well, transition i could give you speaking of new jobs that michael may or may not be interested in <laughs> i would if they hired me Quality okay, insurance. I have four lies. Four <laughs> lies today, folks. Get them while they're hot. And Indeed. Michael is not. I'll take two. Very true. Very true. <laughs> uh, 
So I've been recently considering a career change. Um, I can't be a professional podcaster forever. It's just too lucrative. I okay. don't know what to do with all this money, so I have to make a change. Fair. It's important to have a plan B from your success. Mm-hmm. Right. Suddenly, um, all those emails from sexwork.com make so much more sense. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to use the disinformed email when I created my foot selling profile. It just happened to happen that way. I, I didn't totally want to brag did. about my earnings to you guys. Autocomplete. You know, it just it it's it happened. And also, you don't want to declare those earnings either. <laughs> fuck the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been using books. Michael's address a lot when I fill out forms. That I hope explains that's okay. the IRS. That's fine. <laughs> like this guy with fucking hobbit's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But to help me kind of find a job that better suited my talents, I've been looking back at centuries past for job inspiration. Um, If you recall, I mentioned during Pandas Aren't Real that I was going to start using TikTok as inspiration for episodes, and it hasn't let me down so far. Your algorithm's Uh, blessed. it's, It's wonderful. I couldn't be more happy with it. Um, which is why today's topic is going to be dream jobs of the 18th century. (laughs) So I'm going to hear the word leeches today. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you are. (gasps) Who's a good boy? Man, we haven't talked about black bile in a minute. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Ambulance. So I guess... I guess there should be a trigger warning if you don't like things to do with the 18th century because it was gross. Because it was the worst Um, time in human history to be alive. Yeah. um, If you're sensitive about what happens to bodies, then, you know, maybe skip around after. I think I've got maybe two good paragraphs on post-mortem body happenings. Okay. Well, you've officially piqued the interest of several members on this call. Go Post-mortem on. body happenings. That's the best Is description. Is that not the, the scientific term? I no, think it that is. was. Oh, I thought it was John's next solo album. Yep. <laughs> you heard it here first. Indeed. All right. So, are you interested in the medical field? Does what happens inside of human bodies fascinate you, tickle your interests? Uh, are you good with a shovel? Then I have the perfect job for you. Ooh, sold. <laughs> I can swim. Oh, even better. Join the Spunker Club and become a resurrection man. <laughs> Did no, I, hear that I right? joined. I joined the Spunker Club <laughs> far, far, far back. Oh, so you've been resurrecting bodies for a while now. Uh, I've been raising the dead in certain ways. <laughs> yes, okay. you could say that you Perfect. merely adopted the spunk, <laughs> molded by it, <laughs> molded from it. I guess. True. If you don't wipe it quick enough. <laughs> or if it's on a bathroom oh, wall. Oh, no. We're going to part two the white thing. <laughs> oh, yes! Uh, I did only keep that in there for your amusement. But that was, in fact, a real club that was a group of men that would go out and they would collect <laughs> dead bodies for science because you had to. I'm going to be real. Uh, the description's not what I thought it was going to be. Mm. <laughs> you, you were saying it's gonna be—it's just a group of guys. I was like, 
Uh oh. Here I we don't go. Where this is going. <laughs> I just want to figure out what spunk was idiomatic of back then compared to exactly. now. Exactly. That's a great question, actually. Yeah. Do you have that answer? No, I do not. Oh. And I don't think Googling. I don't no. think Googling what was spunk in the 18th century <laughs> is a good Google That search. sounds like a good search for John, not a good search for me. Well, I suddenly have a good deal more empathy for Courtney. It seems like I'm going to end this evening unfulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. All right. Okay. All right. Do you want to hear what spunk meant? Oh, Spunk Meyer. Give it to me. Uh, it's from the 1530s. It is Scottish, uh, from Gaelic spong, tinder pith sponge. Uh, the sense of courage, pluck, or metal is first attested in 1773. Um, yeah, so it means a sponge, tinder, spark, or courage, and spunk. Like, okay, so it's, that makes sense. Yeah. You gotta be brave to go out and try to, you know. Spunk. Crab a corpse. Yep, exactly. So basically what these guys were doing in the 18th century was they could make a few bucks by providing a freshly buried body to medical institute. Um, specifically, we're talking about John Hopkins Medical School. Um, there was actually a really great um, series on a podcast. The podcast is called Tenfold More Wicked, where they did a story about two men in Scotland that were snatching bodies for their local medical school. Um, but specifically um, here in the U.S., um, you could go out basically and dig up a body. You would keep an eye on who was dying because at the time you were only allowed to use criminals who were executed as bodies for scientific research. Hmm. So if not enough people were being executed, you got to find somewhere else to get the bodies. Got to up those numbers. Yeah. Also, Ed Gein would have, you know, been a millionaire <laughs> if he'd just been born a little earlier without uh, aptitude. True. And he would have had a really interesting group of, of buddies that were doing this because it's believed that specifically in this bunker group, um, John Adams' son was a member. Paul Revere's son was a member, um, as well as John Collins Warren, who was the son of the founder of John Hopkins University and medical school. So like, Michael, this was like perplexed. a real boys club. Was it John Adams' son? Was John Adams' son in there? Because I thought he yeah. was a pre- like the one that became a president, right? John Quincy Adams? Uh, the article that I cited did not say which son of his, just one of his sons. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's a Sad TikTok. Come on, Michael. Well, True. Uh, also, given our, our former president's proclivities, wouldn't be the first time you had a president that messed with dead bodies. True. Yikes. <laughs> you don't get that much real estate in New Jersey without a couple people winding up in a pond. That's all I'm saying. Sleeping with the fish. Play the Game of Thrones? (laughs) (laughs) Now I want to read fan fiction of that if Trump was in Game of Thrones. No, the only Game of Thrones that bastard played is after he ate too many Big Macs and he couldn't get to a toilet fast enough. (laughs) Oh, that's why they gave him the ivermectin. Indeed. But you can also see him like squeezing his ass cheeks together and stumbling down a hall to the theme song, though. That'd be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Bum bum, squishy bum bum, squishy bum bum, Trumpy bum bum. (laughs) It's a Trump dump. That's uh, very important to document. Anyway, so we were talking about these guys' spunk. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. They they really went for the gusto. Uh, This job, unfortunately, 
unfortunately went out of favor around 1832 uh, when the Anatomy Act was passed, giving institutions a legal way to obtain bodies. Uh, seems kind of boring to me. Do you see mm-hmm. what happens when you let liberals win? <laughs> Do you see? Is this what you want? Wake go up, back, America. Go back to the good old days where Grave Robin was an honest institution. They're, try- they're taking away our jobs. <laughs> The Dems are taking away our jobs. (laughs) Of being dead? (laughs) No, of stealing from the dead. Oh, I see. I was like, you can still have your body sold to science, man. Not for much longer. The Dems have their way about it. Oh man. Uh I can I ask though is is the anatomy act uh, a BS because that sounds a little too rational oh Oh, no it was on the nose that is exactly what it was called yeah (laughs) sometimes politicians get their shit together and sometimes less word make sense more yeah why (laughs) why many word when few word work yeah exactly that's exactly it (laughs) grog fuck sky cloud (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) bring back grog indeed hashtag The hashtag comes first, Michael. Yeah. Damn it. I always get it wrong. <sighs> yeah. yeah. It's Michael like the boy. Also comes and maybe first. that will help you remember. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, so since we've started with some of the more macabre jobs, let's dive deeper into some more body-related side hustles. Um, mm. I think you will all find this one really appealing. You might okay. want to apply. Um, as we all know, superstition ran rampant in the 18th century. L- religious people are just running around making shit up left and right. And they were like, you have to follow this, poor people. You don't have a choice. Still wow, do. how history repeats itself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's no surprise that usually someone who was homeless or destitute had to risk their eternal soul to complete this line of work. Perhaps you enjoy eating bread, but do you enjoy eating bread if it means you're absorbing the sins of a dead person? Ooh, Maybe. a good old sin eater. Sin eater, that is correct. Hooray! Um, sin eating might be your new perfect freelance gig because it's really simple. A rich family pays you to come in, eat a loaf of bread off their dead family member's chest, maybe sip a glass of wine while you do it. And then they give you a few bucks and send you on their way, knowing that you have absolved their family member of all their sins. Indeed. Look at the liberals just giving away food. <laughs> These were not the liberals, John. <laughs> no. You know, the it's unfortunate Antifa. aspect is I'm a glutton, so all of my eating is technically <laughs> sin eating. <laughs> part about that right is you would think this is a homeless person or someone who's down on their luck they're getting to eat they're getting free wine maybe a few bucks uh but unfortunately that caused that person in the town to be more ostracized because people believed that they were actually inheriting those sins and were becoming more and more evil so eventually they just became like the town demon um so pros cons i guess it sounds Mm, like a skyrim side quest uh, it is actually uh, featured in a marvelous film starring Heath Ledger called The Order, if you want to go check it out. Oh. He uh, is an individual who is a priest who is tracking a sin eater. Called The Order? Yes. Hmm. Very 2000- cool. It's a 2003 vehicle. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Yes, it has, and also uh, features uh, the gentleman who plays the uh, original Baratheon king in Game of Thrones, so that we have our Game of Thrones callback. Oh! Before we get back on topic, do you want to take a wild stab at where it sits on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know, but Shannon Sossaman's in it, and that's not necessarily something that gets you good quality control for anybody. Any, so. Anybody want to take a stab just real quick? Uh, 40%. 8%. Oh, okay. oh, really good. Damn. And yet Doctor Strange is still sitting at, you know, a 72% approval rating. So. Shit's fucking rigged, son. I quit. <laughs> so if that job did not tickle your fancy, I have a next one. And I think this one would be most upsetting if Michael did it. And that would be as the town knocker up. Um, oh no! <laughs> mainly because I can't think of a worse way to wake up than having Michael standing on my doorstep, screaming and pounding on the oh. door as he is the neighborhood alarm man. Hey, wake <laughs> up! I'm That's very efficient. I might get pelted with some things that I don't want to get pelted with, but hey, you're up. Michael just banging on the door. Not the bees! <laughs> ah, not again! The tenth hey. time this day. So yeah, essentially, you could just go out to the town square, fill out your name on a piece of slate, and the time you wanted to be woken up, and there was a guy whose that's, job was to... I think that's bullshit. It's not bullshit! On a piece of slate? Uh, and funnily enough, uh, there is actually a similarity... <laughs> I'm I'm pulling all this stuff this evening in uh, Stephen King's most recent one of uh, his books, The Institute. They have a gentleman oh. who still functions as a town knocker in a small town in like uh, Alabama or Kentucky. I think I'm I'm forgetting it's just a hot minute. But that is specifically someone who goes around checking local businesses to ensure that everything is secured and you know knocking on doors to make sure that folks are okay. Hmm. but similar but that was the yeah. title was town knocker interesting um so yeah like i said you just sign up and then hopefully as long as all their other calls went on time you would be woken up uh this job was not all easy though because if you were the town alarm man and your person's not at their house you might have to go wake them up at a brothel or a bar when they ended up spending the night or not get paid so you were basically just like a cat herder at that point it sounded like a bummer is that true you actually had to find them yeah (laughs) that's what the article i cited said yeah sometimes you'd have to go check the local brothel or their favorite bar to see if that's where they are I guess it wouldn't be that bad. You don't because you don't have to keep going back. You already have the list of people, so you actually can save a lot more time by just going to the brothel, <laughs> sweeping through. Like, hey, I need to wake you up. I need to wake you up. It might be a little early, but it's okay. Like, and also kill a lot of like, birds with one stone. You can also save fifteen percent on your car insurance by switching to Geico. <laughs> That is also say, like, a good point. This isn't like you're an Uber driver and you've got like a homing device on everybody <laughs> to tell you who you get. You're basically just turning over a bunch of people in states of undress or disarray in the hopes that you find the individual you're supposed to be shaken awake. Well, the nice part is you have multiple people. So, and chances are, if you've woken up, woken them up in a brothel before, chances are they'll be there again. So, you know, just 
stop there in the morning as opposed to their residence. And you also, know, as someone who's worked security, I can tell you waking somebody up is not always a pleasant nor welcomed experience, regardless of whether or not you're being paid for it. Oh, I mean, I didn't say that that w- it would be, you know, all roses and shit. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it, 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 it more, would not. more shit than roses, if, yes. If, especially in the 1800s, if they're not dying of cholera or something like that, which they probably are because everyone was, or dysentery call back dysentery 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 but cross my fingers for it (laughs) yeah i can't imagine it being fun but beetlejuice goes hawaiian john (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we'll keep that in mind as a potential michael might want that job of all the jobs he seems pretty fucking into it so Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's striking me right now as somebody that's got like the red string out and mapping his route on the outside of the oh, barn yeah. because oh yeah he couldn't <laughs> like writing people's down like okay these 10 people were in the brothel last week at this this day so i know just search for them like get some get a bucket of cold water or hopefully water and just splash it on them and then you know like come up with other ways to make it more efficient so i can just go you're, home you're daydreaming right now yeah <laughs> you're fucking this actually sounds daydreaming like a, on this goddamn show this sounds you, like a great job can Sign you stay focused <laughs> No. Unfortunately, when you said red string, I was thinking about him having a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you research off a of TikTok, Courtney. <laughs> God. Okay. Um, I really love that I wrote this next sentence just solely based on the fact that Shane mentioned leeches at the beginning of the episode. But I wrote, next up, a job that would put Shane's thick old thighs to work. Ooh. Oh, damn. Yeah. Squats. <laughs> <laughs> he can't go on stealth missions. That's, no. That's too much. I'm alerting um, the guard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the perfect, and then you can do the other job, too, in the morning, because they'll hear you coming from a mile away. Just waking them with the clap. Oh, man. And they also got the clap the night before, so it's basically <laughs> <Yeah>. a sandwich. <laughs> They've the got all things sandwich. that are good. Cock-a-doodle-do. <laughs> Cock-a-doodle-don't. Thank you. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm just kidding, because if Shane had to do this job, he'd want to be one of the smart people who used an animal leg or carcass to collect this much-needed medical instrument. Um. Yeah, this job is collecting leeches, and most people who did this job would just hike up their Daisy Dukes and wade right into the water and let those suckers just clamp right on. Uh, once once the leeches get enough to drink, they're much easier to pull off. Um, so you let them have a taste, you pull those little buddies off, stick them in a bucket, and you deliver them to the nearest doctor. And those people probably live to be like the equivalency of that time of like 100 years old. You know, no, like they died they... of blood infections, actually. Oh, most oof. often. Well, yeah. who could have seen this coming? <laughs> I sure didn't. First one's free. Next one, you gotta pay. <laughs> we have yeah. to get married when we're five. Our life expectancy is eight. <laughs> uh, this job, from my research, didn't pay particularly well. Like this seemed like another like <laughs> down on your luck. I'm gonna go wade into a marsh and help some leeches find me. They pay you an exposure. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. 
But yeah, unfortunately, uh, lots of people did die from blood infections. They didn't realize at the time that, like, if you got a bad leech and it sucked your blood and then it sucked somebody else's blood, like, that's going to, like, carry over. It's not, like, a cool thing to do. And that is true. You're not you're not getting 18th century AIDS pulled over our eyes. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like the concept that there's bad leeches versus good leeches. Oh, this was a fine, upstanding citizen, that leech, but his brother. <laughs> dear God. Leech well, good whore. leech versus bad whoa, leech. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sex down. worker. Leech sex worker. I thought you said sax. Sax worker. <laughs> this little leech playing a saxophone. Yeah, careless whisper. I would definitely say that is a good leech. It was a great leech, even. Well, as P.T. Barnum said, there's a sucker born every minute. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are we writing a show concept right now? (laughs) Uh, Leech moves to the big city to really strike out on his big dream. Yeah. It's hard in the streets. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, throughout my research, though, one of my favorite things is that leeches are actually, again, being used in modern medicine, except this time they're being farm-raised and monitored for diseases, because that's <sighs> helpful. Damn liberals. Um, <laughs> Making sure their le- leeches are clean makes me sick. They probably give it to them for free, too. Mm-hmm. Socialists. Damn commies. <laughs> is yeah, that true, though? You guys have been though? paying way too much attention to our YouTube comments. Uh... <laughs> Um, is it true that they've been get bringing leeches are going back in vogue? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I, I actually, I included a paragraph for us to talk about it because I think what they're oh. doing is super interesting. Um, and then people can actually like learn something from this episode because otherwise it's a bunch of nonsense of jobs that don't exist anymore. Learning? <laughs> Who the fuck does that? <laughs> Not in this country. So it all started a rainy day, probably six years ago, when Kim Kardashian said, what can I do next? And wouldn't you believe it? She waded out into the waters and let herself get covered in leeches. Oh, I thought you (laughs) meant she went out to find something that sucked as well as she did. (laughs) Yikes. I didn't say that. That's off the record. (laughs) I have no idea what's happening. Uh... I'm not even here right now. All Where right, well, this is for this is for me and Michael only, the science-minded folks. <laughs> <laughs> Them literate folks over here. <laughs> All right, take it away. <laughs> uh, so leech saliva contains huridin, which is an anticoagulant and antiplatelet agent. Um, it, so it works to prevent blood clots and reduces the amount of congested blood in tissues. So this is being used a lot in plastic surgery, uh, which is really cool. So they can reintroduce blood flow to certain parts of the skin and you or laughed, body, depending you on what's Kim needed. Kardashian. That's all I'm going to say. So Shane was right. <laughs> Kim what I'm Kardashian saying. and brought it back. What I'm saying. Huh. huh. Uh, in addition to that, there's other chemicals in the leech's saliva that um, helps continue blood flow, and it has a natural antiseptic in it. And it has an anesthetic in it as well. So it basically, once it bites on, it numbs you, you don't feel it, and it starts the blood flow and doesn't cause coagulation, which is really cool. Hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. why would it, like, it would try and keep drinking, like, if it has ways right. to keep it drinking, or if it's like, oh, I got a little sip out of it, and now I got to go find the next thing. 
Like it makes sense that it would have that in its saliva. Are you daydreaming again? No, I don't want to be a leech. (laughs) (laughs) I already am one. (laughs) Damn system, political system. Anyway. Now, of course, there were other jobs at the time that were kind of boring, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on these ones, but they're worth noting. Um, Maybe, John, you'd be interested in being the sweeper for your town, um, since they deal with a lot of shit. Literally. it's. Can I listen to my podcast while I do it? (laughs) Yeah, I think that would be fine. Okay, then I'm in. Sign me up. I can Uh, eat anything that I want. Uh, technically you'd be listening to podcasts as in people hurling shit from their third story window down to the street well the thing is there's music and everything you know (laughs) according to dr strange yes there certainly is that's a good way to think about it good way to approach your new job as the sweeper somehow (laughs) i manage (laughs) i'm just picturing it like a disney musical he's just sweeping he just keeps getting Piles the, of shit thrown on him, but it's like making a beat, and then he starts singing, and everyone breaks no, out the song. No, it's the merry melodies of the singing sphincters. <laughs> wow. They're like the oracles in this story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that my job placement um, seminar is going so well. I'm, I think we've almost found jobs for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um Lamplighters were contracted to light the lamps at dusk <gasps> and blow them out in the morning. That's crazy, right? Um, turns out, like, gas lamps was going to be a problem, and a lot of people were going to get laid off. And then electricity just really threw a wrench oh, and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Shane, what was that like, like, when the lights came on for the first well, time? Well, you know, <clears throat> Tesla oh. called me <laughs> with the Edison phone, uh, and that was a real conflict of interest for him. So, you know, you can imagine just how difficult it was. But yes, uh, going from absolute eternal darkness, being besieged by animals at all hours of the evening to actually being able to see the animals that were coming to kill you. Yeah. It's a big change. Huh? It was, it was just crazy that podcasting was invented around the same time. Uh, podcasting. Again, oh, sorry, you gotta sorry, sorry, stay sorry. on task. Um, if that, if you still are still looking for your dream job, uh, taxidermy was also an option at the time. Um, back then their practices were a little rough. They just kind of stuffed carcasses with hay and called it a day. Like that was really all they could do. Um, it wouldn't be for like another hundred years would, um, I didn't write his name down, but there was a taxidermist who was really famous for like posing animals, doing human things like rats playing poker and shit. Um, so if you got in early, like maybe that would have been like a cool job, but uh, it's still kind of gross to me. You're perking up there, Michael. What are you thinking about? Sorry, I was thinking about an old YouTube video, Chuck Testa. Um, and he he was some guy that was a taxidermist from the middle of nowhere, but he made a YouTube ad. And he <gasps> oh, pretty much... I've seen that! <laughs> yes, where he has like, is that a puma driving a car? And it'd show like literally a puma sit- sitting in a driver's seat. And then he'd appear from behind the car and he'd be like... Nope, Chuck Testa taxidermy. And that was like the whole ad. He would just keep putting animals in weird positions and someone would poorly act, look, it's something. And he would be like, nope, it's Chuck Testa. No, no, you got to give me something better than that. Look, it's something. 
Like, just, you know, word associate here. You're trying to get better at improv. You're right, you're right. Look, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a marmoset playing rugby. Okay, see? There you did it. No, nope, Chuck Testa. Like, That's that, an that elephant was... kicking a soccer ball at some school children. No. Nope. <laughs> he, he appears out of the school, t- next to the school children instead of the elephant. Nope, just, ta- uh, just Chuck Testa taxidermy. <laughs> Look, it's a former mob-associated businessman who's actually running for the presidency with the Republican seat. <laughs> nope, nope. Chuck nope. Testa. <laughs> Chuck is running for office. <laughs> Nobody beats Chuck Testa. People burn when people beat Chuck Testa. <laughs> I just want to know what happens when Chuck Testa meets uh, Mitch. <laughs> no one's gonna make that alive. <laughs> He's like so many crevices. What perfect taxidermy? He's like I'm still alive. <laughs> oh, even better. Or, you know, Chuck Testa does beat Mitch and then just stuffs him afterward, <laughs> and nothing changes, <sighs> as is tradition. Amen. So it's that one's probably pretty popular now. I guess. Um, I have one more for you, and then we're going to get into what my 18th century dream job was. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking to make a quick buck, maybe consider becoming a tosher or a sewer hunter. Um, these were men that would literally go out in groups. They would crawl through sewers. They would dig through piles of God knows what. Um, sometimes they'd search rivers, and they would find either... Loose coins, valuable items, anything that they could like repurpose and resell. And turns out you could actually make a decent living that way. They were considered aristocrats based on their income because there was so much to find. It's really because they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and they weren't concerned with the PlayStation and Call of Duty. These little weak beta male soy boys. <laughs> yeah, they were more interested in the call of Dookie. <laughs> and they didn't even True. have time for tunneling. Do, do you so... know how exhausting it is to actually try and stay in character of just a hateful conservative <laughs> It's like willing yourself to hate everything that moves. Yeah. I know precisely how that feels. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um It was estimated um, by one historian that I cited um, that there was about 20,000 pounds, the currency, not the weight, uh, worth of recovered goods every year found in the sewers, which in today's money would be about 2 million pounds. So, like, if you were willing to get dirty, there was a pretty nice life waiting for you when you were done. Is that Jonah's job? (laughs) Is Jonah a sewer boy? No, he he's, he's a, sewer a germaphobe. Man. <laughs> it's well important done, to distinguish. I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm more proud of Jonah. He's the underminer. <laughs> I'm beneath you, but nothing's beneath me. Uh, I need to rewatch that. Uh yeah no I he would not do that job I don't think I could handle that job that's that's a Mike Rowe type job that I'm not interested in having yeah I Her tap jam. out when our dumpster smells like 
the fish market next door. That that's enough for me on a hot summer day. So I can't even imagine. Oh, gross. It is gross. I tap out when there's dead bodies melting in the parking lot, but that's just me. Oh, that did happen, by the way. We can table that for now. But anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So, like I said, guys. Huh. Michael, do you need a moment? Are you good? Yeah, yeah. I'm Are you just... excited about more dead body talk? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. that the checks out. The bodies hit the float. <laughs> the bodies hit the float. Oh, we're old. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, man. Um. So finally, my dream job. Mm-hmm. And yes. guys... You all are going to envy this job. I'm the only one that can have it because it's, you have to be a certain kind of person. I think maybe Shane would enjoy this job. Uh, Michael wouldn't be able to handle it and John would get bored. Fair enough. I get bored with a lot of things. Not wrong. This job is being a garden hermit. Has anybody heard of this before? I have not. Is that like a groundskeeper that doesn't do any of the groundskeeping? Oh, man. So, so specific. Back Back when, uh... <laughs> sorry, I was about a hair's just uh, too late. <laughs> After Michael said that, I was like, "Nope, it's Chuck Test." <laughs> 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 So back before we had garden gnomes, cute little statues to put in our little vegetable gardens or flower gardens or the one plant that we haven't killed yet, um, the rich of the time would hire real people to sit in their gardens and be a garden hermit. So essentially (laughs) what they would do is they would have these really gorgeous estates and they would put in a hovel. Like, they would literally build picture a – some of the pictures I saw were, like, literally hobbit holes. They would deck them out. They would make them look old and decrepit. Um, Sometimes they would put in follies, which are, like, decorative. Um, I like to think of them as – they kind of look like gazebos or that one scene um, from Star Wars. Uh, Shoot. Now I'm going to totally blank on it. You don't know that Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know they're Star Wars. It's the it's the really cute romantic scene. I think it's episode oh episode three? two where they're out two? in the world. Doesn't the, like, like sand. Mm-hmm. The weird uh, yes yes that weird... building in the background. That's what a folly is. Okay, I don't, like I don't think I helped anybody understand what scene I'm talking about, but I think John. No, it's an infamous scene because of the terrible, terrible lack of romantic chemistry. Yes, it's is coarse, that the scene it's where it's rough and it gets, gets everywhere? everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> is that actually the scene, or was I just blindly yes. like? No, no yeah, yeah, you got that's totally oh, it. Shit, this is a historic <laughs> moment on the I'm podcast. Excited. Congratulations, yeah. you you have. Identified a movie, nay, even a scene from a movie. Congratulations. Good job on doing what you're supposed to do. So, this is how <laughs> it feels like to succeed. Mm, Thanks I for like showing it. up today. <laughs> so, I think we get the picture, though. They've mm-hmm. built this like really lush, grand garden. And then, obviously, it doesn't look complete without an actual garden hermit. So, the hermits would live full time in the garden. Um, they would be asked to give up their modern lives, adopting a life of solitude. Um, some people would make them dress as druids, and then they would ask them to stop trimming their beards and their nails. Um, so they literally oh. just became a feature in the garden. So this I'm is a, a pre-scarecrow. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing, <laughs> too, yeah. Well, no, because 
this would have only been for the most wealthy. Um, and I'll get into that in a minute, what the going rate was for a garden hermit. Um, cause that was also really appealing to me. Um, in addition to looking the part, garden hermits were required in some cases to perform tasks at parties. Um, that could include serving wine, reciting poetry, telling fortunes, um, and generally just walking around looking really aloof. Um, so some people would be like, hey, I need you to do tasks and like entertain my guests. And other people would be like, no, I essentially want you to be Bigfoot. Just go roam around. And if people see you, I'll pretend you aren't there, but it'll make me look more wealthy. <laughs> just appear out of the shadows, just watching from a bush. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who is that? Uh, nope, it's it's just Chuck Chesta. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's Chuck Chesta now. <laughs> yeah, I, I I butchered that. No, well, it's better it is, that way. In his dreams, it's Chuck Chesta. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Chesta. If only I could stuff myself. <laughs> wait, I'd have a D cup. <laughs> wait, is that the man who ran away with my heart when I thought we had something special going on for the last? Six months of dates and first kisses and long romantic walks. Yeah, it's Chuck Testa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you broke my goddamn heart. <laughs> I can fill it back up with sawdust. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> no, that's Chuck Testa. <laughs> The best romantic comedy of our time. We've pitched like six great movies today. <laughs> Warm Bodies Part 3. <laughs> Is that a bad dragon? Nope. Chuck Chester, taxidermy. Three degrees this of separation. This is a real horse cock instead of a fake one. <laughs> oh my god, stop. I sewed together several hamsters. Courtney, oh, no. it's a hamster no. centipede. And they still vibrate too. Courtney, it's been a lot of fun having you on this podcast. I'm so sorry that you're leaving. Uh... Fortunately, I have a new job to scurry off to so i'm not super worried about it okay good are you gonna stop trimming <laughs> your beard or actually yeah i'm really excited to see how my mustache comes in it okay. should be um, all right pretty on par with our my nft i think i can get there i'm just amazed help. at how disheveled jonah's gonna look after some time <laughs> oh you think he's allowed to come with me no, yeah no, no it's no. hermit for a reason I said that's why your she, beard that's why she said dream job <laughs> Indeed. Um, you had to live in a particular climate to be able to house your cute little garden hermit, which is why this was most popular in, um, like I said, wealthy regions in France, England, Greece, and Spain. So Greece and Spain being more of the warmer, temperate climates. And then, unfortunately, France, England in the winter was kind of going to be a bummer for you. Hopefully, you will give your hermit some blankets. He would really appreciate it. Please. Oh, that's what the beard is for. <laughs> Wrap it around. <laughs> or just find a very aggressive dolphin in the south of France. <laughs> hey, hey. Or me. <laughs> um, and this wasn't just like a landscaping fad either. The historians that I cited in this um, 
presentation of sorts, mm. uh, said that this went back to at least the 15th century and continued until the 18th century. Um, so if you had the money, you had a hermit. But it turns out finding a good one is actually harder than you would think. A good hermit <laughs> is hard to find. <laughs> yes, this is true. Because the Honorable Charles Hamilton, after acquiring an estate called Painshill Park, hired a hermit to live there for seven years. The hermit was not allowed to leave the estate, speak to anyone, or cut his hair. Sounds hot. That doesn't sound like a hard list of tasks. Um, this was an exchange for 700 pounds, which would be about 95,000 pounds today. Um, I take that to mean that it was the 700 pounds over the course of seven years. Um, so essentially about 13,000 pounds in oh. today's money. Whoa. But also his home was covered. Food was covered. Oh. So that's just additional money that he wasn't allowed to go out and spend anyway. So. Mm. Okay. That's nice little chunk of savings after your seven years of hermitage. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that hermit was seen in a local pub just three weeks after he was hired and lost his job. You had one job. <laughs> Could have just made his own, made his own moonshine. Could have just hung out just three weeks. That's just not very long. Uh, for people who could not afford to pay a hermit to stay on site, they would create fake hermitages. So essentially, they would build the grotto, they would build the little hovel, and they would tell their friends that, no, their hermit's just out foraging. Like, he's just out doing his thing right now. He'll be back later. Um, but in reality, they just couldn't afford it. It's like it's a, gonna... a garden hermit is a thing, though. You're not just doing all oh, of your yeah. lives as one big <laughs> section. It's like the no. I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. They're just they just live in Canada. It's online. Yeah. No, and that even went as so far as to like stage um, traditional hermit accessories, um, including an hourglass and a book and old glasses. Like that is literally what my research turned up. Okay. If I had any further need to despair for the future of the human race, I, this officially solidified it. So, yeah. hooray. So, all that to say that if anybody is looking to hire a garden hermit, um, you know, maybe just during the summertime here in Phoenix and you would like me to come fly to your state where it's oh. not as hot, I would love to be your garden hermit. Uh, please reach out to us over email. And uh, that's all I had for you. So I really just want to know, like, what jobs of all the ones I listed you guys would want or have to do. (laughs) I would love to resurrect the dead. What, John? I would. I would love to resurrect the dead. You would love to be a spunker. I think I could really be good at spunking. That's that checks out. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure it does. Let me get away with this one fucking time. Just let, just let it happen. Shut the fuck up, man. Just give this to me. No, I was mostly thinking about it's going to end up the way most of John's forays do. Was just, Ow, my eye. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, too yeah. close to the sun on wings of wax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Icarus. With arms wide open. After the sun Okay. Well, you slid <laughs> that it, way too easy. 
Um, name name five. Oh, um, no. What job do you want to do, fuckface? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm loud. I'm obnoxious. I have to be the knocker upper or whatever she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that checks out. Also, and Shane. Oh, I've always been an aspiring hermit. I think we've all documented <laughs> this. So yeah, you told me all I have to do is be disheveled, just hang out and creep people out. Uh, done. I do that for fun. <laughs> everybody knows he is uh he's a ticking time bomb. Indeed. And everybody knows everyone knows it's Wendy. <laughs> everyone knows it's Wendy. <laughs> And Courtney, you already told us, but do you have a, a safety, a plan B for your success? I They've outlawed plan B, I'm sorry. Shh. <laughs> Too tsunami. Um, I, I, I think if I had to find a backup, like, sin eating wouldn't be the worst thing, because in addition to the free food and wine, like, people just kind of leave you alone. Like you have that no obligations. True. Like you're kind of like the the outlier of the group, okay. and I, I think that could also be kind of relaxing in a time when disease was rampant and everything was gross. Oh, because sure. I wouldn't have survived in the 18th century. It's just we don't vibe. Right, me either. <laughs> me in the 18th century. Nope, no vibe no. In here. No Got beef. And yet people keep shipping you with the 18th century. I don't understand it. What year is clearly a 19th century. It's just Jonah wanted to see her in a corset, I think. That's mostly what we're driving at. (laughs) Uh, No, you make a fine point. Other than the fact that the, uh, you know, the bread would have been touching a body (laughs) during time of disease. So I feel like if you worked in a kitchen once, that really won't bother you. (laughs) I don't I don't think you want to turn into SpongeBob plague pants over this. As long as you well, get to you ask how they died, it's like, oh, man, they had the bubonic plague. They're diarrhea. still exploding. Ever- oh, dysentery, dysentery, dysentery. dysentery. <laughs> um, we missed every single lie. Uh, yeah. I have one stab. Okay. Go it's for a it. long shot. Um, they stuffed creatures with sawdust, not hay. They do stuff creatures with sawdust but back in the day it was hay or whatever was nearby according to my sources i mean you could also use sand as well well it is coarse and irritating and it it gets gets everywhere everywhere. no one wants to deal with that (laughs) yes yes Uh, Uh, i don't think they were doing like beanie babies back then but maybe like they could have if they used some sand i guess Chuck Testa Hell wasn't yeah. around to invent that. <laughs> <sighs> okay, really, well, that's yeah, what really I had. Uh, you know, okay. Got to give the eyes that lifelike glow that Chuck Testa gives them. True. I just haven't felt Nobody this way else? in so long. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I told you that the school that people were snatching bodies for was John Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hopkins wouldn't have been around for another 100 years, 19th century. Yeah, that sounded- <laughs> oh. uh, this was Harvard Medical. Oh. Harvard Medical was uh, deep into the body snatching. Uh, who are they? <laughs> Harvard. Mm-hmm. Harvard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Okay, it's a Harvard body. I just saw the look that Courtney would give a student if they were misbehaving. <laughs> That's why I'm not allowed around children. She's like, it's um, kind of funny that you don't believe in God considering you're about to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the second lie was the job of, uh, the sewer hunter or the tosher. Um, that wouldn't have been around at the time either. That would have also been 19th century. Um, so that job was up and coming, but the sewer systems <laughs> at the time of the 18th century. They hadn't invented sewers yet. They have it in print. They're yeah. like, <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> to sewers near you. Are you tired of roaming your own sewers? <laughs> Roam ours. We're hiring. That felt good. Oh, um, the third lie was that garden hermits were asked to tell fortunes at parties. They were not. Um, sometimes they'd be asked to give advice, which I don't know why you would want that advice, but they certainly weren't telling fortunes based on my research. Well, have you tried taking that problem and just not doing anything with it? Have you tried just living out on someone else's property for seven years. Personally, I've grown my fingernails to such an exorbitant length that I can dig tubers out of the ground severely with my fingernails. <laughs> they called me the underminer. <laughs> I'm the underminer. Have I, you tried leeches? I don't see how that helps me with my marital strife. Well, tubers. <laughs> you just gotta dig deep for the tubers. Give her a oh my, tuber. Oh my god, you're right. We both have been running from our shared and hidden trauma. Indeed. No, no, no. Just give her a tuber. <laughs> Is that a giant tuber wow. you dug out of the ground? Nope. Nope. Chuck. Um, and then my last lie was the places that garden hermits lived. Um, they were not in France, Greece, or Spain. This was very much an English problem. Mm. Um, there were some documented cases in Ireland. There were some in Scotland. But mainly this was like the English were like, watch this. We can have people that live in our gardens. It's very cool. I like that you described as they were UFO sightings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... How would you respond, though? And obviously, we're in today's mindset. But if some, one of your friends or an acquaintance or someone you have met paid to keep a person... <laughs> yeah, if they just had somebody that lived in their garden, like, I don't even know how I would respond to that. I'd yeah. be like, you have too much money. You need to be stopped. No, they're, uh, you know, call Marie Sendak. They're where the wild things are. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'd react either, especially because they'd probably pop you with some like lame ass shit where they're like, "No, we have a good relationship with Greg. Like, we told him that he could stay as long as he wants to. He wants to be here. He doesn't have to be here. You know." True. I mean, probably. there has been generations upon generations of inbreeding in order to get to the certain mindset and teeth that you see over there. So, I mean, yeah, not completely outside the realm of possibilities. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that was fun. Yeah, I learned a lot. No, we yeah. have a good relationship with Courtney. It's fine. She can leave whenever <laughs> she wants. We're not keeping her here. She's not being held hostage. Uh, no. Thanks so much for coming to the job fair today, guys. It was so wonderful to have you. Oh, God. Are we talking about Mr. Mercedes already? <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Not the sleeping bag. <laughs> uh, I don't understand these references, but I get teaser, the point. guys. Oh, man. Well, uh, Courtney's doing a segue. 
Well, I appreciate that. Pew, pew. Indeed. <laughs> pew. <laughs> Segway. Pew. <laughs> Coarse and it's rough and it gets it everywhere. Gets <laughs> Damn segways. Well, Man, thank the- you for that. And yes, as Courtney is alluding to, uh, several of us read the same book over the course of the, the last few days. And then uh, John's just out in the cold and I had read it, you know, a long time ago. So we're going to have a quick discussion about Mr. Mercedes here soon. So you can go check that out on our YouTube channel where we have all sorts of fun fodder to entertain you. But of course, we also have uh, new podcast episodes winging your way every lovely Monday morning. So go check us out wherever your preferred podcast flees from. And of course, uh, we have got all the relevant socials. You can find them in the link tree in the show notes, so you can go check us out wherever you would like to. And of course, new stuff on YouTube, as I alluded to, on Wednesdays, and maybe an occasional Friday here or there. But I think that is going to wrap it up. Anything else for the good of the group, friends? No. Absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) Other than Chuck Testa. Reach out and touch Jeff. Chuck Testa? Chuck, Chuck, yeah. <laughs> Reach out and touch Chuck. Yeah. Indeed. Man. Indeed. Well, uh, yes, thank you Jesus. all for being here. It is a delight. We sincerely appreciate you, and we hope that you have as much fun as we do just charting this lovely nonsense. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm going to say... For myself and for no one else here, because they all don't give two shits about you. But for me, hope something great happens to you today. And for the Disinformed Podcast this week, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And zippity zoop, we're out of here. Nope, that's Chuck Testa. Do you think we could get him to sponsor the show and make little taxidermy rats of all of us?